Hey, what's good, everybody? Um, I'm back with another podcast for y'all. Firstly, um, I just want to apologize. I suck at consistency, apparently. I just absolutely suck. Um, <laughs> I was looking back, and my last podcast was the third. It is the 15th. So, I am here to make a promise that I will be more consistent with my uploads. Um, also, you know, I have this weird thing where, like, I have to make everything perfect. And that's why it's taking me a while. Because whenever I try to do this, my, uh, my thing for making everything perfect kind of comes into play. And it just screws my podcasts up. So, like, I'll get, like, five minutes into a podcast or so. And then I'll make, like, some sort of little error, and then I'll feel the need to, like, have to restart. And it's a constant thing, so I need to work on that. But, anyway, I promise I'll be more consistent with my uploads starting with this one and all that cool stuff. But anyway, um, I've also realized that, like, um, the way I'm going to do this is that I will be reviewing, like, trailers and, like, new and current movies that are out and that have been released and all that cool stuff. But I really want to do, like, I really want to review, like, past movies that I've been interested in and I'm still interested in, like, all of the Halloween movies. I really want to review those. Um, shoot, Friday the 13th, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, um... I've always liked the Rambo movies, but, um, I want to review those as well, so, I've just, I just need to, like, find a way to organize all that, but, anyway, I hope y'all are doing good, I hope y'all have some smiles on y'all's faces and all that cool stuff, and today it's going to be a very special, special one for me personally, because, I'm going to be reviewing The Strangers. This, now this came back came back. What am I talking about? This came, this came out came out in 2008 and it was directed and written by Brian Bertino and it stars Alex Fisher and Peter Clayton as the two Mormon kids that you see kind of in the beginning and the end of the movie. But it's particularly starred by Scott Speedsman, Liv Tyler, Gemma, Gemma, I don't know how you pronounce her name, I'm sorry. I'm I'm just going to call her Gemma. Gemma Ward, Kip Weeks, and Laura Margolis, Margolis, I don't know. Um, Gemma Ward, she plays Dolphus, and Kip Weeks, he plays Man in the Mask, and Laura Margolis, she plays Pinup Girl. Look, I'm going to be real, um... There, there are uh, very few movies that really kind of get to me, right? Like, I've watched enough horror movies in my life where I've kind of grown immune to, like, they, you know, to the effect of, like, them keeping me up at night or, you know, me having to, like, kind of look over my shoulder, right? Or anything like that. But this movie, man, oh my god. It just, <laughs> it just, it drives me nuts. Like, I've watched this 
movie probably four to five times and it just creeps me out so pretty much the whole gist of the movie right is to start it all off the two mormon kids right played by alex fisher and peter clayton loose um they approach this you know kind of this isolated house and they notice that blood everywhere you know doors broken into and you know things all over the ground and they call the police and they're like help <laughs> like what the heck is happening right but um you know you'd later figure out that that's kind of like foreshadowing the end and um they kind of just tell the story of up to that point throughout the movie um pretty much what happens is James and Kristen, you know, James is played by Scott Speedman and Kristen is played by Liv Tyler, is that they are at a friend's wedding, I suppose, and things get a little awkward. Things get a little awkward because James decides to go out and carry Kristen out of the uh, wedding reception or whatever, and he proposes to her, but... Man, sucks to suck, because she says no. You know how much of a fear that is, by the way, of mine? You know. I'm not, I've, you know, I, I don't want to have a girlfriend of four to five years propose to her and her say no. Because you know how embarrassing that is? And I, I know it's happened to so many guys out there, man. That just sucks, man. I don't know. I don't know if I can handle all that. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle all that. But, um, so that really creates, like, this awkward dynamic, which you'll see, especially within, like, the first 20 to 25 minutes of the movie as things are building up, right? And, um, it makes things really awkward. Uh, and I, I, I don't know if I like that too much because it's, like, I don't know. I don't know if I... I just don't know why. But, um... Thankfully, you know, he's a good dude in the movie. And, you know, he's, he doesn't, like, cuss her out or anything. But, anyway, like, they get they get to this kind of, like, uh... I don't know. It's kind of like a isolated... Not cabin, but it's an isolated place where they go on a trip to. And, um... There aren't really anybody around and there aren't cars that it, they're not on a busy street or anything and um well they get there and <laughs> things are so awkward and understandably so you know and you know he has the whole house laid out you know as a celebratory thing you know because he is expecting her to say yes so there's like little flower petals all over the ground and um Oh man, it's just so awkward. It's one of those things where you can almost like grab it through the TV screen. That like awkwardness is almost like you can touch it, and uh, you really feel for him because he even says that it's embarrassing, you know. And I'm like, yo, I'd be pissed. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> I'd be. He's like, I'm gonna, you know. He's he's like, hey, I just called my friend. Yeah, like, I'm I'm leaving tomorrow. Like me too. Shoot, I'll be leaving too. <laughs> man um but yeah and then um 
he's like, I need to go get some air, you know, and this will kind of go into one of my dislikes of the movie, but, um, which I'll talk about a little later after I explain it all. Um, he's like, Hey, I need to go get some air. Um, do you need anything? And, you know, she's a smoker. So, and by the way, uh, hated, I hated that by the way, I just, you know, Ah, oh, never mind. I'm not even gonna get go into all that. But um, so he goes out and he's like, "Okay, I'll get you, you know, whatever you need." And uh, that leaves her al- alone in the house, right? And uh, this is when things get a little creepy and a little oh man, things are kicking off, right? And uh, oh man, look. And I totally forgot, by the way, when they came home, um, Dollface, the chick who would play Dollface, she comes through the door, right, and she asks for a chick named Tamara. Well, you'll come to figure out that there's never a Tamara, there was never intended to be a Tamara anywhere, and um, she comes through the door and she knocks twice. Now the first time, which is pretty smart by her, um, she before she knocks, I guess she unscrews the uh, the light, you know, for the uh, for the front porch, and uh, so they wouldn't be able to see her face, right? So she knocks and she asks if uh, is Tamarom, and they're like no, and then I believe it was the second time that she knocked. Did she knock twice? Yeah, she did. She came to the she came to the door twice, and uh, did she? I'm like ninety nine percent sure she did. Oh gosh, why am I overthinking this? It was either once or twice, one or the two. And this this quote that she said before things really start kicking off, before she left the door, was okay see you later she she told both uh james and Kristen that and i was like oh boy right oh crap this is gonna be fun right this is gonna be real good and um so forgot to explain that to y'all but anyway um so james is out and Kristen kind of notices things start happening a little bit um she notices that uh things are getting moved a little bit inside of the house uh knocks are being kind of oh see you know what i'm talking about this and my room is a little dark it is making me look over my shoulder real this is like gosh this movie just gives me the creeps but um (laughs) like uh things started getting moved um you know she starts hearing knocks and you know she eventually gets to the point where you know there's pounding on the door yeah she, uh the fire alarm went off and she placed it on the ground but then she eventually comes back to the same area where she puts it on the ground and she just put it on the floor she didn't put it on a pillow but then like she comes back and notices that it's on a pillow right and then she starts freaking out. She calls for James. You know, she's like, hey, you need to come back. You need to come back home right now. 
I'm like, yo, yeah, I would do the same and I would also call 911 because, huh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I would call, you know, I'd call my significant other. But, hey, I'd, you know, call the police too. And then he eventually, he, he comes back and she tries to explain everything and, you know, of course her phone's dead, right? So she's having to charge that and all that stuff. And then, um, he comes back and he she tries to explain to him everything that's happening and kind of tries to brush it off at first and then you know how frustrating that is you know that would be like <laughs> having all that shit happen to you and then you're kind of like frustrated that your significant other is just kind of like not believing you yo that's mad frustrating <laughs> like that's mad frustrating but um anyway um I guess he forgot his phone in the car, right? So he goes out and he gets it, tries to get it, and um, yeah, the car is all beat up, the windshield's broken, the glass is broken, and well, he's looking for it, and then I guess one of the, I think it was um, who was it? I think it was Dolphus, uh, gets in the back seat and you know like plays with like tickles his neck a little bit dude it was so funny but like tickles his neck and you know he freaks out and then he has like a knife or something and then like she ends up popping up at the end of the like driveway and then uh james is like yo what do you want what do you want what do you want and um <laughs> look the writing in this movie is so bad though but um <laughs> well, he eventually goes back inside and, uh, and there's kind of like mind games from there. Um, there's this one moment, right? You know, they keep effing with them. And uh, eventually James and Kristen, um, they just decide to find a weapon. So they get a shotgun. And, uh, well, they get a shotgun, decided to camp out in the room. And then there's a guy named Mike. He's played by Glenn Howerton. Now, I don't know if Mike was the one that got married or not. Or maybe he was another groomsman at the uh, party or whatever, at the wedding. But, um... He decided to come a little early to pick up James. Because James called him saying he needed to be picked up. And because he just didn't want to um, be there anymore. And, you know... Man, yo... Mike gets there and there's a lot of things that are broken and stuff so he's very wary entering the house and then you see man in the mask right following close behind him throughout the house now Mike is creeped out and I'll be too shoot you know and then you got like the record player playing like a creepy ass repeat of like a specific song and um yeah that'd be a little weirded out but i don't think if you haven't seen this movie i don't think you really understand just how psychologically deranged these people are like they just mess with you so freaking much yo like i just could not believe just how creeped out i was throughout this movie so he's kind of going through the hallway and uh, he's kind of going through the hallway to go to the back room where um, 
both James and Kristen are at. And then, well, James is a little on edge because he's kind of sitting there with a shotgun, right? And uh, any movement that he sees, he's shooting at him. And then Mike walks in front of the door doorway where they are into the room that they're in. And, um, bam, you know, he gets shot. He gets shot. And, you know, shoot, man, I can't kind of blame James because I'd be paranoid and off of my rocker, too. And, um, yeah, that, that was so unfortunate because Mike was just trying to be a good guy and stuff like that. And, uh, well, yeah, that happened. And, um, <laughs> God. Anyway, um, eventually... You know, I guess James has his, like, oh, crap, I just shot Mike, and now I gotta be a hero, so I'm gonna go leave my wife in the house and search down, you know, hunt down these people, and, um, that, you know, I'll get into this a little more as well, but, um, I just don't understand the whole, like, splitting up thing. Especially if you're in like a single story home where you know that these killers can kind of come easily in and out of your house without, you know, any hesitation or anything. But, um, look, he eventually runs out, you know, through the back door and the backyard of their house is, you know, has some trees in there. You know, there's a, uh, like kind of like a big shed, right? And, um... I don't know what he's trying to attempt to do, but I guess he's just trying to hunt these people down. And, you know, he kind of gets to this kind of more wooded area of the, um, of the yard. And, uh, he sees pinup girl. Yeah, pinup girl. You know, at the entrance way of the shed, I guess, with the flashlight shining around, seeing it. I don't even know what she was trying to look for, to be honest with you. But, um,. And then he's like, oh, shit, you know, like, there's pinup girl, you know, he tries to aid in the weapon. But then you hear behind him. You know that feeling where you just feel like somebody is just behind you, following you, all that stuff. And you just, you kind of, like, get that feeling inside of you where it's just uncomfortable and you just feel squirmish in a way. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. Because you see man in a mask, right? I'm just I'm just gonna call him Masky. I think no, it's a little cringy. I'm just gonna call him by his name, Man in the Mask. You see the man in the mask run up to him, but then the camera quickly pans over to Kristen, who is kind of uh I don't even know what she was doing. Was she inside the house? Yeah, I think she was inside the house waiting for him to come back and then you hear the gunshot you hear that and then you see her react and yo that uh, <laughs> it was just a creepy scene but um there's this one scene in particular right where Kristen is kind of in like kind of like in the kitchen kind of not like she's in between like what would be the kitchen and the uh, living room and um out of out of the like shadows kind of like in towards the hallway area you see the man in the mask slowly walk out right and just kind of just look at her 
and just stalk her as she's, you know, kind of investigating or thinking or something like that. And uh, it was just like it's the little stuff like that, you know, like it's the moments in these move in this movie where these killers have had so many opportunities to just kill them, right? And to do whatever they wanted, right? But they don't. They it's almost like they're they're just literally just stalking their prey and they knock on doors and windows they ride on the freaking doors and windows they you know they just mess with you all the time you know and it's just i would be pissing my pants if this were to ever happen to me like i'm calling the cops but like during you know the cops' arrival i'm pissing my pants there's no way i would ever like not lose my absolute mind during this like it is just absolutely crazy but eventually Kristen uh works up the courage to go to the shed and because there's a radio she's going to try to call for help Oh my god, so I guess uh, Pinup Girl kind of knew that Kristen had gone into the uh, into the shed because she is knocking on the, she's kind of knocking on the outside of the shed, she's banging stuff inside of the shed, and Kristen, she finally gets the, uh, finally gets in contact with somebody, but then you see Pinup Girl out of the shadows of course out of the freaking shadows that's what creeps me out most about this movie is that you just always feel like there's somebody watching you and it's that paranoia that this movie so successfully makes you excuse me makes you feel that oh dude and then she pops up and she just destroys the radio and you're just sitting there thinking like golly man <laughs> golly but anyway uh kristen she runs out of the shed and uh she oh by the way uh as kristen is running to the shed she hurts herself she hurts her legs so she's kind of limping and stuff but um she runs out of the shed she kind of like uh goes to the wooded part of the backyard and she kind of just lays there and uh she sees <laughs> Dollface kind of swinging on the swings, you know, just straight chilling. And she sees uh, Man in the Mask kind of just looking around and stuff. Well, she well, eventually she goes back into the house, right? And uh, she sees Man in the Mask walking. And I don't know how the Man in the Mask didn't see her, but. She eventually just camps out into a closet kind of near the kitchen. And, um, dude, this is what's crazy because I feel like Man in the Mask kind of knew that she was in the closet, right? And, uh, he eventually comes into, um, the kitchen and just, you know, he looks around real quick, right? He looks inside of the, uh, he looks at the closet door. It's almost like he wants to come and look, but he doesn't. And uh, he sits down, you know, at the table, and there is a. Oh, by the way, there is a 
freaking uh, thing of bluebell ice cream throughout the whole movie, just straight chilling on the on the table. Refuses to melt, I think. I don't even know the thing melts because it it, it just doesn't. It just stays there on the table. And I straight up thought that the man in the mask was just gonna have some ice cream. Like he's like, okay, time out, ice cream break, you know. But <laughs> he takes a breather at the table. He gets up, he looks at the closet again, and then he walks away. And then, freaking, I think it was Dollface. Yeah, Dollface pops up in front of the, uh, pops up in front of the, uh, wow, I just forgot what I was, what word I was trying to say. Closet door. She pops up in front of the closet door and starts, you know, clawing at it, breaking the door. And, uh, she eventually stops and she backs up and... Kristen, she comes out, and she's like, you know, what do you want from us, and stuff like that, she's kind of crying a little bit, and, uh, well, lord and behold, Man in the Mask comes back in, I guess he went outside, and he has James, he has James, kind of a beaten down James, and he throws him on the floor, and, uh, you know, I think at this point, Kristen is kind of, like, losing hope a little bit because she's like, I'm trying so hard, you know, she's trying so hard, but she's just not working, and, uh, well, she eventually runs to a bedroom and, uh, she tries to plan another escape, but just fails, and then, uh, then the movie kind of, you know, fast forwards into, like, the morning, and, um, both Kristen and James are kind of, uh, they're kind of tied up to some chairs, and, um, you know, the, the three killers, they unmask themselves, and at this point, you kind of know that they're gonna, that the, uh, both Kristen and James are gonna die, because, you know, if the killers let them see their faces, man, you know, it's kind of like, they're not gonna, gonna let them go, you know, but, um, so they eventually kill them off, uh, kill both James, and, well, not Kristen now, hold on, I'll get to that in a minute, they officially kill James off, they thought they killed Kristen off, but, um, yeah, and then eventually the two Mormon, they replay the Mormon boy scene again, and, um, but this time they show that Kristen is not alive at the very end, and, uh, you know, she pops up and she screams as one of the, one of the kids, uh, tries to reach out for her, but, um, this movie was good man like i don't know i i i liked a lot of it but also didn't really like some of it um you know i actually i kind of wrote down some of my likes and dislikes of it um for sure i loved the fact that you always kind of felt like someone was watching you know what i mean like someone was kind of like watching you or or not you but you know you always felt like some like a killer was in the shadows you know what i mean like every like dark corner of a room or like every little bit where light didn't really penetrate right like you always felt like they were watching you know either behind a tree or you know in the dark spot of the yard or something you know like it was just such a creepy creepy atmosphere and um this movie does such a perfect job of like just making you kind of feel on edge and just you know, just doing such a good job with that, and, uh, 
and I really also enjoy that like you kind of get a different taste from different you know from each killer um you know I think the man in the mask I think he really just ultimate well they all did by the way but like they, they he just really in particular like to mess around with you you know like there are so many moments where he could have killed both Kristen or James you know but he was always kind of like making sure he knew your movements or your tendencies or whatever and oh my god it was just it was awesome because it was just it's just so different you know like you're usually you know in a home invasion you know you kind of get this overly aggressive killer i feel like you know and uh you know they all are kind of the same when you see kind of like these home invasion movies and this is what i love is that um each killer has like their own way of going about things and uh you know, I feel like Pinup Girl, I think she was kind of like more aggressive, you know what I mean? Because there was a scene where she crashed their truck into like both Kristen and James's car, you know, and obviously you see her kind of, you know, breaking the radio and, you know, she's kind of, kind of more aggressive, I feel like. And, you know, she, hey, that's off to her. Um, and Dollface, man, she, <laughs> she just liked to mess around, you know. Like, whether or not, um, you know, she was knocking at the door and just trolling them, right? Okay, I'll see you later or tomorrow, right? But, um, one also, one quote that she also said that just kind of creeped me out at the end is that Kristen and James both were wondering, like, why us, right? Why us? And this is what gave me the freaking chills was that because you were home like are you kidding me because you're home like that's just what creeped me out the most is that yo this could happen to anybody like you know freaking because you're home man oh my god like oh my god but anyway yeah and then um it was just also the location was kind of creepy like you know like I think this part, this movie also did a good job of making you, you know, making the killers feel like they were really alone because, like, there was also a point where um, James was like, "There's no one here," you know, like no one's drove by, no one, you know, no one's walking, you know, no one is d doing anything around our house. It's just us and them. And yo, th not only do you have three people trying to kill you. Right, and they're having fun doing it. By the way, you're playing mind games with you and stuff. But you're there's nobody that you can chase down. There's nobody you can call for help. There's no neighbor, you know. That's just next door. It's just you and three killers, you know, facing off. And um, oh, it's just so such a creepy vibe. Such a creepy vibe. But I loved it. I love this movie so much. I loved it. And some, you know, I didn't really have that many dislikes for it. Um, you know, I only had a couple, you know, and I, I didn't like the tendency to split up, you know, like uh, James, whether it be James taking a, you know, drive after a weird girl came by a couple of times, right? And, uh, you know, I didn't like that. Or whether he, you know, or the other other time is when he decides to leave her in the freaking house after all this crap is happening, right? He decides to leave her in the home, knowing that these people have 
can easily come in and out of their house without any notice, right? Just to go hunt these people down. And like, yo, why are you leaving your wife in the house? You know, like, without any weapon or anything? Like, not even a knife? You know what I mean? Like, at least make sure that she has a knife. But like, yeah, it's just like this whole splitting up thing and stuff like that. That just kind of bugged me. But, um, you know, I also, I feel like this movie could have benefited a little bit from making it a little longer like it, i feel like this movie could have been a little better if maybe like they had a little origin story at the beginning or like whatever but i think this movie could have benefited from being longer because it was only like an hour and 25 minutes but um those were really like the only two dislikes um overall this movie is really good and you know i give it a good a minus b plus and um I'm really satisfied and all that cool stuff. So, um, so we kind of wrap it up here. Um, next podcast will probably be made tomorrow. Um, well, depending on when I post this, but, uh, the next podcast I'll be making is the sequel to this movie. And that will be the strangers pray at night. And, um, also, I really want them to make a prequel movie to this. Like, kind of just to explain more of the killer's backgrounds and, like, why they do what they do and all that stuff. I think that would be awesome. And I would totally buy into that. But that's just me. But anyway, I hope y'all enjoyed. I hope y'all are doing good. I hope everybody has a smile on their faces. And uh hope y'all are all good. Anyway, I'll see y'all next time. Peace out.